Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stack. This is the Sunnydale Stack, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off this year's girl, and who are you? So we've got a couple of listener questions this week. First off, Jessica would like to know how we met. It was a dark and stormy night, and (laughs) in the castle Bagul, there was an ambulance... (laughs) So super not exciting. Yeah. We just, work together. Yeah, it's very much like, yeah, it's not like, hey, we, you know, we're wearing the same costume at a convention or something. It's that like, would be awesome. Yeah. I did wear a Buffy costume to a convention once. Oh, okay. And was super excited for the people that were like, Buffy, I'd like a picture with you. I was like, this is dream come true. It's amazing. Nice. And so I... I at one point at work, had lost track of how many people mm-hmm. I talked to Buffy about because I talked to everybody about Buffy. Oh, sure. uh, and we were at a party, and I was complaining to you that like, oh, I had, I was going to start this Buffy podcast, but I couldn't remember who from work yeah. was actually into Buffy or mm-hmm. just being polite about the fact that I was talking to them about it's Buffy. Like, she's got a blanket about it. It's fine. Oh yeah, no, there's a Buffy blanket in my office, and you said like, well, I like Buffy, mm-hmm. and I would like to do a podcast. Yeah. And that's that's that. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. <laughs> I, I, I think it actually happened where you're just like, uh, well, who, who who would do a podcast with me? And I think it just literally raised my yeah. hand. <laughs> and that's, so, yeah. that's how that happened. Yeah. So also Red asked uh, what Starbucks drinks each Ooh. character would be. Now, you don't drink coffee. No. So I... So... Grande. Grande, sure. Uh, Grande would be that, uh, what's his name? The big fat demon with the tiny arms. <laughs> Balthazar. Balthazar. Yes. So if this is something that stackers would like to know, I do have very strong opinions on this as someone who is both a mm-hmm. frequent customer at Starbucks and also a former employee. Mm-hmm. So I have very strong opinions on this. Okay. But if you if stackers are actually interested in that answer, let me know via Twitter or Facebook and I will I'll post my answers there. Mm-hmm. But we thought instead of Starbucks beverages, what alcoholic beverages would each uh, character be? Okay, I think Giles would be like a really refined gin. Ooh, that's a good one. I had Mm. him as a mint julep. Ooh, I I feel like that's too – that just feels southern to me. Okay, I also thought a hot toddy. I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds like a Giles thing. (laughs) It it definitely seems like something he he would drink if he had a cold. I'm He's just picturing him with like tea, but there's booze in there. Yeah, more or less. Sounds right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's about right. <laughs> uh, for Buffy, I had her as a vodka tonic. Oh, I could see she's, that. She's just a standard good, strong foundation for mm-hmm. us to work from. Just, yeah. you know, she's our main character. Yeah. I'm, that's, that's tough to think of. Cause also, you know, at this point in the series, she's under 21, so she shouldn't be drinking. So it's really hard to think of... <laughs> you judgmental bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. But for Buffy, that's a strong argument. I just picture her as like, you know, she's our staple. So you got to yeah. go with the staples. You got to go with like a Jack and Coke. Mm-hmm. Captain and Coke. <laughs> Vodka tonic. Gin and tonic. Like Vodka just- Coke. <laughs> Gin and Coke. <laughs> Coke and Coke. Yeah, I think that's that's... 
I can't think of a, a, a stronger thing for, for Buffy to be. Okay. There's no like drink that's about murder. I mean, there could be. I mean, I'm sure there is. Sure. I'm sure somebody's going to be like, oh, you've never heard of the dragon's bane? That would be awesome. Make that. I'll try it. No. Uh, so Xander, I had him down as a PBR. I feel he like he might be like an apple teeny. Oh, really? That's yeah. that. I hadn't thought of that one. I just kind of pictured him as like, it's cheap and he doesn't drink a lot. So he's like, I don't know, beer. What's a cheap beer? I feel like he would think he's being really cool by being an apple teeny. And everyone's like, oh, no, nobody. That's, that's a that's good not, point. That's not like a real martini. Yeah. For Willow, I had her as spiked punch Ooh. because she doesn't know she's been drinking. But she's yeah, been drinking. I kind of see her as a mold wine. I had Tara as a mold wine because okay. well, she's that, such a hippie. That works. That works. <laughs> Cordelia is a Cosmo. Yeah, Cosmo. She's just a Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's trying so hard to be a Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Angel, I had the most. I, I have no idea what this would be, but he's the most expensive red wine ever. I, I have him as a dark and stormy. There you go. Also would work. I just feel like he would be really pretentious about like this year of wine, specifically red because mm, blood. Yeah. The whole vampire thing. Oz is a craft beer. Oh, he is such a craft he beer. Is such, he's such a. He's t- like one of those revolution beers that like. Oh no, it's actually better out of the can. That yes, yes, it has yeah. to be out of a can. Spike is a whiskey neat, but like cheap whiskey. He's four fingers of the cheapest scotch you have. Yes, that. Yeah. Exactly. He's very rock and roll. Very much I like yeah. to drink. Um, but like I not classy about it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Riley is a Miller Lite. I, I he's he's a Shirley Temple. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, he's do doing, I go G rated with him? Do I be like he's a, a water on the rocks, or is it just like he's just an American you, farm boy Miller Lite? You know what? Because it would still exist in the time frame of the show. He's a Zima. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I that's think too mean. That's too mean. Grants a Zima. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Anya is definitely champagne. Mm, yeah. She is bubbles. She's oh, ex- yeah. She's expensive bubbles. <laughs> yeah. And it would match because, you know, we always forget she's like super old. Joyce is, a, is just Chardonnay. Oh, yeah. Just your house Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just definitely like a, a mom wine. You yes, know? exactly. Just, just what's your house? That. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Maybe a Riesling. I feel like yeah. mom's like it a little sweeter. If she's feeling a little scandalous, maybe a, a rosé. <gasps> oh. I know. Yeah. No, that's when she's out with her girlfriends. I want mm-hmm. pink wine. Uh, Harmony is a fuzzy navel. Oh yeah, she, she yeah, or like a Sex on the Beach. She's one of those like ones that any reasonable human being would be embarrassed to order yes. from another human being, unless you're at a bachelorette party. But she, Harmony's just eternally at a bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. All of her straws have little plastic penises at the end. Yes, <laughs> the master. Ooh, I said that he was some sort of. A dessert cordial, like an amaretto, just oh, like some sip it for yeah. one of those tiny little things. Um, yeah, so something like that. I had like a, a, a roommate that drank Chambord, Ooh, which is a yeah. raspberry cordial that it looks like thick blood. Mm-hmm. So maybe that. Oh yeah, I could definitely see that. And it stains his lips, so he has fruit punch mouth. That would make sense. Yes! That explains it. He's just been drinking too many cordials. Now I'm I'm gonna steal one of your earlier answers. Oh okay. For Jonathan, mm-hmm. I had an amaretto stone sour. Okay. But n- now I'm going to say appletini. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Because it's got to have a lot of sugar. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see him having like a sugary drink. I feel like he would order 
a fancy martini and be like real specific about it. Sure. Like he thinks yeah. that it's really cool to order that, but it, he'd like order it at a bar where like they don't even have vermouth. That or he just wouldn't drink it. He would like yeah. look fancy and then he'd yeah. be like, this is disgusting and I hate it. Yeah, he'd like take a sip and he was like, and just and try to hold on to it and look cool. Secretly, he wants that Amaretto Stone Sour. Oh, yeah. That's what he, yeah. That's, yeah, like maybe like once, when he's being better, he's the Amaretto Stone Sour. When he's like full of himself and doing evil things, he's yes, the Martini. Yes, there you go. There you go. There we go. Uh, Ethan Rain is a Guinness. I could see that. Well, there's one uh, black and tan. That's what I'm thinking mm, of. No, yeah. he's a black and tan. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I had that at Disney World. That was great. It's the happiest place on earth. It was. It was. It was the wine and wine and something beer food festival. Something. <laughs> wow, you must have had a lot then. If you don't even remember <laughs> what the festival was. Drusilla. Her Ooh. drink of choice is just straight up blood. She does not get the irony. <laughs> I can, see that. I can also see her drinking Goldschlager, not for the taste, okay. but because it's pretty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I could see that. Faith, tequila shots. No oh, lime, yeah. no chaser, mm-hmm. just the tequila yeah. shots. Just straight up. Or just, just the bottle. Or some sort of shot that's flaming. Ooh, yeah. That. The mayor. Old fashioned. A glass of milk, no liquor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be fun. I have a, a white Russian without the uh, vodka or Kahlua. <laughs> yeah. So just just a glass of like thick cream. That's fine. And then Adam is gasoline just because he needs the fuel because he's the machine. <laughs> you think he has like a little gas engine. Yeah. In there? <laughs> just, you pull it like <laughs> you like a, a long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess so like those lines maybe something like with really high alcohol content like a sake or an ouzo or something. Sure. Yeah. It's fun. Like, That's a fun question. <laughs> yeah. Now let's head into the Sunnydale Stacks and open the books on this year's girl. I'm even excited about the previously on. Yeah, and it's a long one. Like it feels like, yeah. ooh, I'm really like I'm getting settled in. It's just like the the greatest hits of faith in the mayor that you're mm-hmm. like, yes, yeah, yes, that was great. I know we've touched on it before. Like someone's say, like, I hate when previously on is like, well, obviously this is going to be involved, but I don't mind it here because like the first thing you see is faith, pretty much. Right, and it's I mean like it's I'd rather get this than wait and see like you know special guest appearance by Eliza Dushku. Then you're like, ah, you ruined it. And like we haven't seen her in a long time. I was like, oh great. So mm-hmm. just when we get like stupid Frankenstein dude. Faith's back. Yay! And the mayor. Yay. Look at that. Uh, so Buffy's making the bed with Faith. Mm-hmm. And we know that there's not gonna be any sex happening because these are white sheets, not red. Fair. Yeah, no, she doesn't do that. That's yeah. not her style. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a line about little sis coming. Uh oh, spoilers. And then Buffy stabs Faith. Oh, she gets real stabby, stabby. And I like this twist that it's Faith's dream, not mm-hmm. Buffy. We've never, up until this point, we've never seen if Faith has prophetic dreams. Yeah. Like, you could kind of assume that they have a shared dream at the sure. in graduation, but it's yeah. never like confirmed. Right. And I mean, you can, um, I mean, it seems like dumb if Faith doesn't have prophetic mm-hmm. dreams because she's the slayer. That's yeah. where Buffy gets them from. It's not that like she started getting prophetic dreams mm-hmm. after she died. And that's yeah. like, no, this is, it's always been a part of being a slayer. So mm-hmm. Faith has them too. And um, it's Faith's dream in her coma. Aww. Do people dream in comas? Do you know? I 
think it depends on the kind of coma. Okay. I think that's what I've heard. I don't know. I'm 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 a You're the podcaster, medic- Jim, not a doctor. <laughs> I'm gonna say you are a medical expert. Yep. <laughs> so finally there is a limit to Xander's military knowledge. Yep, he doesn't know how to fix zappy zap guns. Doesn't know about the pew-pews. <laughs> Willow now is supposed to be the smart one, mm-hmm. and her answer is, let's press some buttons and see what happens. <laughs> You're the smarty pants. Well, I feel like this scene has a lot of bad decisions, starting with the wardrobe. Oh, no. What happened? I've, I mean, did you just not notice that Willow was wearing the weirdest little hat? Oh, no. Willow's specific. I think it meant for everyone. No, Willow, bad hat and a bad Terrible sweater. Hat. Yeah, the sweater's not helping. Negative fashion and points. Xander has this weird, like, alternate universe rainbow sweater vest, okay. which is just not flattering on I anyone mean, who's not he's a... He's never dressed in a flattering 13 manner. 13-year-old child in 1976. Until like, we get to the replacement, you just don't see him in good wardrobe. Yeah. It just, maybe it was just because it was added with the hat. It's just like, everyone just made terrible choices terrible, when they terrible. opened their closet today. Maybe it's because they're all living with Sander. He's yeah. spreading out the terrible clothes. <laughs> he's contagious. So Riley checks himself out of the hospital... I do like the line, the line, stand down before I put you down. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, boy. <laughs> it's an empty threat because all, all the other guy would have to do is like poke him like the Pillsbury. I, oh, it's boy. true. That would do it. Forrest wants them to band together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's as much as I'm not a fan of Forrest. This is yeah. nice. The idea of like, okay, but we've been wounded. We're missing mm-hmm. our our leader. Like we should we should all come together and work together rather than split yeah. up. You know what I feel bad for in this scene? Is a uh, other guy. Grant. The, I'm never going to remember his name. He's always like going to be Grant. other guy. He's, now I'm never going to forget his name because I like him so much this time around. <laughs> I'm just going to like re 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 help me re rewatch rewrite rewrite. Yeah, sorry, that was my arithmetic. My childhood speech impediment coming back. Rewrite. Thank you. Season five with Grant as just like another Scooby because I like him. <laughs> I mean, I guess there He's are alternate out. universes. He's going to be um, boyfriends with Clem. Oh, yeah. fancy. Got that in. That's my new fan fiction coming out. Look for it. Absolutely. Well, I just feel really bad for him because it really does feel like mommy and daddy are fighting and he just wants everyone yes, to get along. It does. It does feel like that. Faith is dreaming of a picnic with the mayor. Mm, mayor. Little snake crashes the party. <laughs> no one here has the reaction that I would have to that, which is just to scream in my way. Well, yeah, because it's, you know, the mayor wants to be that. That's he wants it, to become I, a giant snake. That's why it's a cool scene. The idea yeah. of, like, the mayor playing with a snake. Like, you are yeah, a snake. You, you turn into a big old snake with a wacky voice. Oh, the wackiest. But then I also feel like like Faith wouldn't get upset by like bugs and creepy crawlers. She'd be like, I mean, she's lived in shitty hotels for a lot of her life. She's probably lived with cockroaches. Right. And didn't she like wrestle an alligator or something? Like, yeah, she's fine. Uh, I'm I'm definitely a giant whisk compared to Faith. I am not, (laughs) I'm not arguing that. Uh, So Buffy kills the mayor. Uh, This is interesting to mm -hmm. me that in. Faith's fine. Yeah. She's not the evil villain. Mm-hmm. Buffy's the bad guy, and, yeah. it, and especially She's like the Terminator. Well, yeah, I mean that. Like Buffy tried to kill you. She mm-hmm. killed your only friend slash family, mm-hmm. and got everything while you got nothing. In Faith's mind, Faith yeah. is the victim, and Buffy's the asshole. And that's, yeah. I mean, I think that that's. You can see that. Like, if you mm-hmm. were put yourself in Faith's shoes, you're like, 
okay, you're evil, but like I get how to yeah. you. And how you'd like justify it to yourself because you don't want to like go around thinking like, yeah, I'm the asshole. You're going right. to find a way to justify it to yourself. It's, I mean, what's that far side? Is it the far side or what cartoon that's like super popular of like just two Nazis hanging out going like, hey, are we the bad guys? Like, <laughs> That I, sucks. I thought for a second you meant like it was an ongoing series. I was like, it seems like a weird, weird oh, series. Oh, no, no, no. Well, and this is like, like a, what a I was little, referring so. to when like Riley was like freaking out over like, holy fuck, have I been working for the bad guys this mm-hmm. whole time? Like you don't yeah. realize that. No one goes out being like, I want to be a asshole. Yeah. No, nobody does that. So the gang is patrolling. Buff- the way that Buffy walks right past... These bloody feet hanging down, yeah. or these red feet, because it's a red demon, mm-hmm. I guess, or he's bloody, I don't know. Probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. But what a great shot that she's mm-hmm. just walking around patrolling, like, keep your eyes open, and like behind her, you're like, oh my god, Buffy, Buffy, there's a dude, he's hanging, there's red feet. He's got all like, he's flayed, like the predator did, took him down. Well, at one point, I'm like, is this a precursor to Warren? What's going on? Ooh. But it's, it's red feet, there's a demon, a red yeah. demon that's been cut open like an autopsy. Mm-hmm. And it's Adam's been doing the experience. He's He's learning. Poking around and things. Yeah, seeing how things work. He's a very hands-on learner. Yes, very kinetic. Mm -hmm. I myself am a visual learner. I'm an olfactory learner. I learn by sense. So scratch and sniff are really useful to me. Those would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So step one in taking down Adam is getting Riley out because he's going to like make them stronger as Mm -hmm. a team. I think that's false. I think it's mostly I don't want my boyfriend in the hospital, but yeah. that's fine. Well, it's, it's good to get rid of that distraction because, sure. you know. Also, that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. She has a very impressive plan yeah. to break into the military hospital and get him out. Blow shit up. Fortunately, she doesn't need it because he's like right there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good he's shot. He's right behind me, isn't he's he? right behind me. Aww. I like that. That's cute. Yeah. it's There's a lot of cute Buffy and Riley stuff in this episode. Yeah. Just to, just to prepare us for the next episode. Why does something uh, horrible happen? Maybe. Just maybe. We'll see when we get there. So Faith is running from Buffy. Buff, 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 buff. Buff, 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 buff. Buffy the Terminator. I don't uh, I don't think that's a song I'm familiar with. The Terminator theme, but so with Buffy instead of Synth Maybe notes. it doesn't sound like that. Buff, 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 buff. Buff, 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 buff. That sounds like saying Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's a Terminator after Faith. Oh, that that was a pleasant noise. Right <laughs> oh, there. yeah. I'm going to talk the rest of the episode like this. Oh, my. <laughs> so this is clearly a dream. Yeah. Uh, Buffy falls into it. Or, excuse me. Faith falls into a grave. This is gonna sound, <laughs> we're starting to mix it up the names. We're in early <laughs> here. We haven't even got into the confusing part. <laughs> Buffy jumps in. Mm-hmm. There's this fight we can't see. Yeah. I like that. And then I love... This is like one of my favorite mm-hmm. shots of the entire series is Faith pulling and crawling herself out in of the grave. What great... Mm-hmm. like yeah. What a great metaphor for mm-hmm. like just pulling yourself yeah. out of the muck and fighting. Now, I want to point something out here. So Buffy's chasing Faith. Faith falls yep. into the grave. Now, Buffy loses... When she goes into the, 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 the big open hole there. Right. So would you say that she made a grave error? Oh. Why? Why did you need Oh, thanks for the applause. Why did you need to do that? Uh, I had a feeling you were looking. You had that proud look on your face. Like, oh, no. I know what that look means. <laughs> 
Uh, I feel like the, this whole podcast has been a lead up to that punchline. <laughs> yeah, no, just you've been laying. The I feel like I can just leave now. Okay. I've, I've done my work here. <laughs> um, so at this point, like, so Faith is won. Buffy's been defeated, mm-hmm. and like, but Faith's the bad guy. But I still don't fucking care. Yeah. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm just cheering, like, yeah, you yeah, beat her. Yeah, no. yeah. Did you ever have Live Journal? Uh, no, I remember it as a real big reference in comedy for about three years. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, because I got I got trolled on one, so I started a second oh. one. But one of so yeah, what I've always been obsessed with gifts, and anyone that mm-hmm. follows us on Facebook and Twitter knows that I'm obsessed with gifts. But when gifts like were first a thing, mm-hmm. and you could make your live journal picture a gif. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with the idea, and, and some very nice person made it for me, a gif of Faith crawling out of the grave here with the the title or the, the text beneath mm-hmm. it, Are You Ready to Be Strong? Aww. And I just, that's still, even thinking about them, I'm like, fuck, yes! You get out of that grave, murderer. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and my priorities are a little askew. <laughs> so Faith wakes up. This is yeah. like this whole metaphor for beating mm-hmm. Buffy and... And and succeeding and winning, and she wakes up and she's back in our world. In what looks like the hospital from Silent Hill. This is the worst run hospital in the world. Are you Everything kidding me? Everything is visibly dirty. This is just disgusting. Like everything's in disarray. There is no supervision. Yeah. It is not clean. She looks like she's being stored in a closet that nobody is checking on. They they can't even keep the lights at full strength. <laughs> there's just there's nothing. Yeah. The apparently the um machines are not testing your heart rate because if like you i feel like if you suddenly woke up from the co- from a coma the machines would be like sending off alarms mm. like holy shit doctors well and especially if you would like take off your monitor that, and your iv you're, I'm an alarm like, should go off in a hospital beep, and like cold blue cold blue run yeah. like oh no the murder is awake yeah it's like what one evil nurse off screen eventually finds out that she was gone shady as fuck yeah so she runs into a girl in the hallway and finds out that she's like nine months too late for graduation. Yeah. She ain't and, getting that diploma. Yeah. I think this, the, the, I mean, one problem with this two-parter, what happens to that teddy bear? You're right. We never find out what happens to that teddy no, bear. No, I mean like. Pfft. But come on. Uh, but I do like in this part, there's kind of a nuddle, a, a nuddle, a nuddle. Uh, there's a nuddle. <laughs> Those old things. <laughs> yep, typical nuddle behavior. Um <laughs> So in this part, there's another Terminator reference when she's asking, uh, what day is it? The year. That's straight out of Terminator. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. So. so she also finds out the mayor's died. Mm-hmm. She's very obviously upset. Aww. I do like this. Like, I'm immediately like, as much as I'm cheering for Faith, the second she's awake, I'm a l- very worried for this girl. Yeah. Like, oh, honey, no, that's a murderer. Go away now. You, just, you go away. Yeah. And it's just like. Maybe the person in a hospital gown in the super creepy part of the hospital. Go get a nurse immediately. Don't ask them for directions. What are you doing? I mean, she look at the bags under her eyes mm -hmm. and her hair. She's not well. Yeah, she's walking barefoot in a hospital gown by herself. It's probably not asking uh, for the year. Yeah, Mm. no. Uh, so clearly, uh, Faith steals the girl's clothing, yeah. walks, is therefore able to walk out of the hospital. I really do love the efficiency of this storytelling, though, that, mm-hmm. like, I don't need to see Faith beating up yeah. this girl and stealing her clothing or explain why she needs that. 
All I need is to cut from Faith Dawkins' girl to her walking out of the hospital in her clothes. I'm like, I get it. Although, I immediately understand everything that just happened. We could have had another Terminator reference if she all of a sudden just went, your clothes, give them to me. In that accent, because yes. Faith's known to do that. Yeah, she just does a lot of impressions. She does that all the time. Well, next episode. Ooh, nice. Hey. At the dorm, Riley explains how Buffy's bandana helped him to be strong. Oh, magic bandana, which they also <laughs> refer to as a scarf, but who Appearing, cares? disappearing, this thing, I don't care. <laughs> it's magic. Willow enchanted it. Buffy explains her experience with the council issuing, issuing bad orders and her blowing them off. I think it's applicable, except for the fact that, like, she's not... Her saying, like, I was really scared. I'm like, I have never seen evidence of that. Yeah. and Because you never really took a, their orders to begin with. That's the thing. It's, like, <laughs> it's not like she was, oh, man, I love the council. She always had an antagonistic relationship. Yeah, I do appreciate the line when he was like, you know, did you ever follow those orders? She's like, yeah, sure. You know, the ones I was going to follow anyways. <laughs> yeah. At least that... That was true. <laughs> mm, that's at least truthful. So back at the hospital, everyone's freaking out. They should be. They lost a fucking patient. I really want to find out the story of this evil nurse. Right? Because, I mean, it's it becomes obvious later on she calls the leather squad uh, to come in. <laughs> but it's like, so she's just there this whole time? Like, do they? Yeah. So the council just has like a bunch of people who are like, okay, so you may have to just take a mundane job somewhere and hang out. They for the foreseeable future. I at least would hope that, like, on top of your nurse's salary, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's better than my, it, I'm assuming nurses make more than I do, so nothing to sneeze at. But nurse's salary, I hope that on top of that, the watchers are paying you salary. Because yeah. you're pulling double duty here. You are a spy mm-hmm. and a nurse. Because I'm assuming she's got to do go through the day-to-day work yeah. of being a nurse, which is not easy. Mm-hmm. And also... I mean, maybe they just happened to hire somebody who was a nurse as like, hey, you can also spy for us. But it feels like if you're like on the Watchers Council, a spy of some sort, you don't want to be doing the nursing part full time. Like you probably want to do more of the spy stuff. That's sure. probably what you're into if you got into that line of work. So Faith goes to Giles's. Mm-hmm. Okay. After visiting the One Street in Sunnydale. One Street. She's just walking in the middle. They're really, there's never any cars. They just walk down the middle of the street. It seems like one of those pedestrian walkway malls, but it's also the main street of the city. Yeah. It's very odd. There's, uh, excuse me, eternally always a block party going on. Mm -hmm. So they've always got the street blocked off, except for Hush when that car crashes. Yeah. Because the the best time to, to not restrict traffic is when nobody can talk. Right. Yep. Uh, so the gang is discussing Adam. Riley agrees to share information um, from within the initiative, but he's not really a double agent because he's mm-hmm. he's planning on sharing information on both sides. Yeah. So really, he's just, I don't know, kind of a bitch. <laughs> he's he's not mercenary. There's got to be a term for it where it's like you're fighting for two allied forces, but you're not. They're not really allied. I mean, they're both fighting against Adam. Yeah, but they also hate each other. Well, it's like the Americans in the Soviet Union in World War II. Okay. But yeah, he's not like, he's not really double agent because he's not being secretive about it. He's just like, I'm Sweden. Yes, he's he's neutral. Yeah. Buffy gets a phone call that Faith woke up. <gasps> I really like her reaction here. The mm-hmm. initial reaction is just fear. Yeah. Holy shit. But immediately Buffy turns to sympathy of like, oh my God, she must be terrified. How terrible. 
And of course, the terrible thing is that Faith doesn't hear this. She's long since walked away. And like, if she had heard this, she'd be like, Buffy was first like, oh, poor Aww, Faith. Poor dramatic irony. And then after this whole discussion, we just got back to Riley. Who's Faith? <laughs> I also love the line of Xander just going, who she's doing. And how it seems to really like pick up on that's a weird thing to be worried about. Kinda, yeah. Buffy and Willow are walking around campus. Are, I gonna, can just imagine next episode it's going to get so confusing. It's going to be a thing. I have a plan for that. Oh. Uh, so Buffy and Willow are walking around campus talking about Faith. Mm-hmm. I do love this moment. If I were her, I'd get out of Dodge. You're not me. Ah, it's Faith. She's right there. And what's crazy to me about this is like in Buffy, generally when we're in mm-hmm. daylight, I just feel safe. Yeah. You're but not like, going to get attacked. Yeah, this is the safe part. Once mm-hmm. the sun goes down, we're fucked. Yeah. Um, and because Faith is not a vampire mm-hmm. or a demon, she's just hanging around yeah, campus. she can do whatever. Although it does make me feel like, how long was she just waiting at that one community board? Just be like, I think they're going to walk by here. Um, I'm just going to wait here. Yeah, right. We're just going to hope. Oh, they're talking about me. It's great. I'm going to wait. I'm going <gasps> to Oh, right now, right now, right now. Uh, well, you're not me. Nailed it. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to resist the urge to quote this entire scene because I want to really badly. <laughs> Willow sneaks up behind Faith and, like, gets ready to hit her. Go, girl! Like, mm-hmm. you got, you're got you talking about two people with superpowers, and she's like, I got this, I've got a purse, so I'm going to hit you with it. <laughs> and I love that. I, I, I truly thought, because I, I couldn't remember, I thought, oh, she's going to grab something magic out of her backpack. No, her plan was just to hit her with it. Just to hit her with the purse. <laughs> and then she does This it. is one reason I love Willow, is she's yeah. just like... I am not a super beam, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to try. Yeah. I love that in the fight, she actually gets the little hit in, and it's so ineffective. I, well, it distracts her for a little bit, just like, yeah. uh. I got you. Ah. <laughs> it's like she's playing tag. I actually have to. Ah, you're it now. Yeah. <laughs> you got my bag cooties all over you. You know what I love most about these two episodes? Uh, the fighting? <laughs> the fighting. Oh, God. <laughs> It's so good. Why is it always so good? I, 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 um, the, the choreography. It's such good choreography. <laughs> Sophie and the Buffy fight, and immediately, immediately, we're transported back to season three. Yep, it's so fucking good. Uh, I could, just, I could watch a show that's just this. Yeah, it's just these two fighting. It's mm-hmm. fine. They're just like eternally at war. That'd be great. She also gets a dig. Willow gets the, I'm sorry, Willow gets that dig in there. Mm-hmm. She's like, mm. what did she say? Uh, I forget. I just wrote down Willow's dig. She digs. I remember her digging. <laughs> May, wait, oh, I think I, I remember. She hit, hits her through the backpack, then opens up the backpack, takes up a little shovel, and starts digging <laughs> a hole. Yes. Yeah. Like, this is going to be your grave. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to stay in there this time. <laughs> I know about your dream. Don't ask magic. <laughs> One part of the episode that kind of goes off the rails. Uh, Tara and Willow go on an evil slayer hunt. I, I do want to mention one thing about the end of the fight, though. Faith jumps over this wall. Buffy goes to follow, looks over the wall, and doesn't see anybody. I really want there to just be a cut, and Faith's just squatting right underneath I thought there was! I was no. waiting for it to cut to be like Faith below the wall being like, ooh, yeah. I got you. Did you notice that when Faith jumps over the wall, it moved? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, it's clearly made of styrofoam because yeah. it just wobbled. Yeah. Or that's just how powerful she is as a slayer. There you go. Yes, I'm behind that. I'm behind the wall holding it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, hey, Faith. Hey, Faith. 
Oh, that'd be dream come true. And then we're going to rob a bank. And then um, she's going to escape on a bicycle. You don't remember this dream? I told you about this dream. <laughs> yes, I'm just, I'm still continually uh, shocked by your, your wanted need to be a destructive criminal. <laughs> hey, you dressed up as Harley Quinn for Halloween. I'm just saying. I did. It was a great costume. You gonna wear it uh, to the to a to a screening of uh, Suicide Squad? Oh, I should. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Now I'm going to. Yeah. My friends and I like to run um, races, like five mm-hmm. k's and ten k's. And there's one in the fall that um, it's the Super Five K. Oh, I think I've heard about this. Where you're supposed to run it in a superhero costume, and like there's such great photos of people running it as like Batman and Superman. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my friends about like, I was like, yeah, that'd be great, but then I'd have to buy a costume. And I was like, oh, I could run as Harley Quinn. Like it's not really a superhero. But I, mean, I also like the idea of there like, are versions of her superheroes chasing me. <laughs> yeah, like it's just, oh man, I beat the wrong place to run to. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, they should do that. Like the you know how they have zombie yeah. runs where you have people that dress up as zombies and they chase the runners. Yeah, they should have a superhero run, but they have people that dress up as villains yeah. and you chase the villain. <laughs> That's awesome. Giles and Xander patrol. Xander is worried that Faith is going to be uncontrollably attracted to him. <sighs> where is Anya? Yeah, she's gone. This these entire two episodes. She's in the next one a little okay. bit. Okay. But she's entirely gone this episode. Which is a shame because I want to see her reactions to Xander. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't have her because they're like, uh, we don't want to get Anya, Anya pissed right now. I think it would be hilarious. And maybe they just didn't have the screen time to be like, there would be some reactions, yeah. but we're short on time. Yeah. Or, you know, it might be like a contract thing of like, oh, well, we can only have her in this many episodes without like bumping her up to this status or blah, blah, blah. Sure. Like something yeah, like that. yeah. But I really wanted her to be like, buddy, <laughs> I mean, I enjoy the sex with you, yeah. but you're, you're not a stallion. Yeah. Believe me, as somebody who's lived a couple centuries, uh, you're okay. It's a, it's a B. I'll give yeah. you a B. Solid B, you know, worth a rental. <laughs> so they run into Spike and they try to get his help, but he says that I'll tell you where you are and watch as she kills you. Why can't you people remember that I hate you? <laughs> oh, Spike, he's such a dick. Oh, and the superb comedic timing of, we're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jarosso said, that was mostly you, though. <laughs> but this is, that's just great comedy timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the council hit squad shows up in a helicopter. Yeah. I don't really care. Leather squad, I believe. Leather squad. Leather. You're right. That yeah. is their official <laughs> code name. A demon comes looking for Faith. <gasps> And she kills him. No questions asked. No hesitation. They kill it. Uh, but he was just bringing her a present. Yeah, from the mayor. Just a present I from the mayor. I feel so bad for that demon. I know. He was just being a nice guy. He's the executor of the mayor's estate, and she mm. fucked it all up. Yeah. So we get this video from the mayor. It's just so mm. great to see him. And like in the office, too. In the office. He's the same old man. I mean, they could not have recorded this season three, I don't think. No, I don't think but they like would have had that. But it's the exact same guy. Yeah. I love when he's like, or maybe it all encoded to plan and I'm in a Jumbotron. Hi, kids. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Where he's like, hi, kids. But you know how you can tell he's evil. He uses the old-fashioned phrase and says they're sitting Indian style. That's not true. Not crisscross applesauce. That is racist. Mm-hmm. He says, if you're seeing this, I'm dead. 
Mm, I so actually sweet. hate the the overall message of this tape yeah. because the mayor's kind of a dick here, mm-hmm. like kind of an egotistical dick where he's like, without me, you've got nothing and your days are numbered. Once <laughs> I'm gone, you're surely going to die. But I mean, he's kind of not wrong. He is 100% wrong. She's a slayer. She has superpowers. Maybe she's not going to be second command to giant demon snake dude, but she's not going to automatically die because the mayor. But she's very self-destructive. She has nobody else to like, like. But she proved he is 100% wrong, and you can see that when in this, in this, and her next episode on Angel, like the fact that she didn't die is just like, see, you're a dick. Although, I mean, you could make the argument that a lot of her transformation in the next episode and then an angel wouldn't have happened without the device that he gives her. I don't know. I don't care. No. Because that's not what he was saying. He didn't give her this thing to be like, I want to help you realize your potential to be a stronger person. He Mm -hmm. was just like, nope, without me, you've got nothing. Well, you turned her into a supervillain, buddy. Now that you're gone, she can be a productive member of society again. Or just her own great supervillain. Or that. That would be great to watch, too. Season four, get rid of Adam, bring back Faith. That's fine. (laughs) I'd be okay with that. There could be an awesome cold open. Like, Adam's being all, like, intimidating. You just out of nowhere see Faith just cut his head off. It's just, I mean, this... This tape is like brainwashing. Without me, you have nothing. You are nothing. <laughs> Just fuck you. <laughs> Just fuck off. Yeah. Fuck you. I am the only one for you. No one else. Without me. Fuck you. It's coming out of a place of love, though. No. It's coming out of a very Manson place. He's just Manson loved his family. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, I love the mayor, god. but fuck you in this video. Because uh. every other there's the thing. All the other interactions between him and Faith were actually pretty healthy, with mm-hmm. the exception of him being like, "Let's go kill your little friends." Yeah. He was just like, "Put your hair back. I want to see your beautiful face, and you're mm-hmm. a wonderful person, and you're going to go places and do things." And this is the first time when he's like, "But not without me, because without me, you're nothing and nobody." Like, what the fuck? Although, I mean, he she she did almost die, like when he wasn't there, and he's probably like, "Well, she almost died I- as a result of his plan." To bring down Buffy by bringing down Angel. That was his plan. But, I mean, if they were hanging out together, she would have been fine. Says who? Says the mayor. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently. he's an elected official. Seriously. So Riley's not really taking Faith seriously as a threat. Buffy tells him she'll come after the people she loves. Smash cut two. Oh, hey, Joyce. And, like, by the way, Buffy, you don't warn your mom. You know what? This is all. This is shitty on a bunch of different levels. Like the people I love, you did not even think of your mother. Yeah, like that would be Riley first. And also, like I can understand, like with the initiative, not thinking they'd necessarily go after Joyce because you know you haven't been spending a lot of time sure at your mom's or whatever. But But think back, yeah, like and I understand, like Riley's right there, like arcade dude. Look out for this chick, Mm -hmm. but you're also super strong. I got to go warn mom. Like, but she goes patrolling. Then she goes back to her dorm. Like, no, 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 no. It's not like the kind of thing where, you know, the the trope of uh, watch out for the ones you love. And she goes like, oh, they must mean this. So she runs over to this place. And then it's, oh, they meant the other thing. 
there's been a lot of time before between I found out Faith is back. Do you thought she's probably going to yeah. go after my family? It's like a full 24 hours. Yeah, it's like you had plenty of time to just like, yep. hey, mom. Fuck you, So, mom. you know that evil lady that I almost killed? Uh, she's uh, awake now, so, you know, lock the doors. That's just it. You could have picked up the phone. Yeah. You don't even have to go smash it through a window. Pick up a phone. Yeah, it would have been a lot easier. You would have saved your mom a window, Bill. Uh, so she's finally back from at Aunt What's-Her-Face. I don't know. I mean, this has been forever. I assume that's where she's been this whole time. Yeah, just hanging out with the family. Uh, Joyce's lipstick. She's got Harlot. Ooh. Go Joyce. Uh-huh. That's what she uh, wears when she's uh, out with Giles. I, I was about to say, this is band candy. Uh, <laughs> a nostalgia. Faith asks Joyce, how do you look? I mean, but seriously, though? Like, amazing? <laughs> Especially post-coma. Post, I mean, she, this the coma worked for her. Yeah, She's, I mean, I wouldn't recommend, recommend most people go to an eight-month coma, but you know what? If it works, it works. I mean, this is... She looks amazing, okay? This girl, she's hot. She's just great. Faith kind of taunts Joyce with the fact that Buffy doesn't come home anymore. She knows what it's like when Buffy forgets that you exist. And what I really like about this speech is that this is like like a poster for people going through depression. Mm -hmm. Like this is, I mean, obviously like Faith is trying to connect with Joyce, which they don't, it doesn't really work. Joyce is like, nope, not me, honey. But we're seeing a lot into Faith's psyche. Mm -hmm. The whole, like, you're like those animals in the tar pits. You're stuck and you keep sinking lower and lower and no one even notices you. Like, oh, that is the definition of depression, sweetie. You poor thing. That's what you're going through. Yeah. And you really weren't moving for like eight months because you were in a coma. You were. But Buffy crashes through the window, which immediately I think about like, oh, it's going to be so expensive to fix. (laughs) I I kept thinking as like the the kind of fight goes on, they go downstairs. I was like, they must crash through the one window that they always crash through. And they don't. They don't. Just that one upstairs. Yeah. They fight. Joyce calls 911. So much damage to this house. Yep. Just so much. So, tables getting smushed. Oh, you haven't been home in eight weeks, but, you know, destroy my house. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Buffy. Glad to have you back. So happy you're my daughter and not a normal person. Oof. Faith dons that little mystical gizmo that the mayor gave her. Little and hot topic accessory. Faith shakes Buffy's hand or high fives mm-hmm. or they, they just really teen. Their wonder twin powers activate. That things go all melty. Yep. And then, quote-unquote, Buffy punches out, quote-unquote, Faith. What, what What? do you mean? And then destroys the gizmo. And we, we don't know. Oh, the melty thing. It must. Uh, it, it didn't must work. It must not worked, yeah. It didn't work. But, but you sure you're okay? Five by five. Bum, bum, bum. Ah. I do like that they set that up earlier because, like, uh, Willow's talking with Tara about it and they have like a whole little joke about five what by five what? And so like they really like remind you like, oh, that's a thing that Faith says. Yeah, that's just Remember? that nobody knows. That if, in case someone wants to know, that is like a radio, like CB radio thing. Yeah, it's like... To yeah, let you know you're all right. Yeah, but it's really like, that's... It's real pretentious to just use it when you're talking. Oh yeah, like no one knows. We, we It's context clues. Yeah. We get it through context yeah. clues. Before we get uh, on to our next episode, let's uh, take a break and listen to our uh, advertiser. Well, gosh, have I got a product for you, specifically for you, Faith, because without me, you have nothing and no one. I mean, I got stuff. 
I got superpowers. Well, that's Jim Dandy. But pesky Buffy's got family and friends, and again, you have nothing and no one. But that's swell, though, because I've got something to fill that profound emptiness in your life. I mean, I mean, I got survival skills. I got a rockin' bod. Well, Buffy's got that, too. Yeah, and a stick up her ass. Language, young lady. But anyway, you can remove that when you, wait for it, become her. Say what now? With this neato contraption, you can take over Buffy's body, life, friends, boyfriends, slaying. Well, now you're talking. Yes, sirree. With Mayor Brand Body Switchers, a simple high five puts you in the driver's seat of your friend's body or mortal enemy, whichever. Yeah, I could do the goody good thing for a while. BB, you know. Now, I'd be downright remiss if I didn't mention the side effects. What side effects? Mayor Brand body switchers may cause nausea, disorientation, urge to have non-consensual sex with someone else's boyfriend, contagious morality, a sense of duty, and late-onset righteousness. Oh, wicked uncool. Mayor Brand body switchers. For people who have nothing and no one. Hey, I got stuff! <laughs> nothing and no one. It's time to put this year's girl back on the shelf and open up the book on Who Are You? Police are carting Faith up to the hospital. Buffy. But Buffy and Faith's body. Oh, no. So, Faith. But really, Buffy. But it looks like Faith. One plus two plus one plus one. From now on, <laughs> I'm just going to refer people by who they really are. Okay. Not what they look like. I okay. feel like that's just going to be the only way to get through this. Yes. Yeah. From the get-go. Mm-hmm. The body language here. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller has she is nailed Faith. Yeah. I mean, like, so there's no part of my brain at mm-hmm. any point yeah. that thinks that this is Buffy. Yeah. Like, immediately, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's fake. I, I do think it would be hilarious if somebody was really dumb and didn't pick up on those clues until, like, somebody said it. I was like, oh, that's why she's acting all weird. <laughs> so the the stretching of the limbs, the way she just, like... Mm-hmm. Touches herself to me. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like just I'm like getting the used weird, to my like, body. Head bobs her she kind of does. Posture, yeah. The, yeah, it's very like it's like she's been taking an Eliza Dushku class. Yeah, but it's so dead on. Really I'm really interested on. to find out if this was SMG mm-hmm. or if this was the director. I don't yeah. know if Joss directed this. He wrote one. and directed this one. Okay, specifically. So if this was Joss being like, okay, but here's what Eliza does. Yeah. Like it, I'm sure it's a mixture of the two, mm-hmm. but it's just so great. Like I think it would be fun to imagine that they had like a day or two where they're just like literally like maybe them and Joss or like a, some kind of movement coach or somebody just like. Trying to get them to both yeah. get each other's rhythms and like speaking patterns and everything. Watching each other's yeah. previous episodes. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. got the Stevie Wonder neck thing that yeah. Faith does. The posture is mm-hmm. not very, it's very. It's very like loose and free flowing. It's a very sexual posture. Yeah. And then very yeah, Axel Rose. She's very, she pouts a lot. Mm-hmm. When she really wants to pretend to be Buffy, when like Joyce kind of mm-hmm. is like, you're acting weird, she stands up yeah. super straight, holds her head super straight, and just makes really good eye contact, mm-hmm. which is just very much more Buffy. Yeah. But like, it's very much like a, a character of Buffy. Yeah. Like, it's her like, being like... She doesn't like, do a good Buffy. Yes. But it's like, well, you're in her body, I guess you'll pass. Yeah. Oh, God, this is great. 
So she takes a bath, and we get that iconic mirror scene mm-hmm. of Faith just kind of getting used to Buffy's Because it's wrong. Because you can't do that because it's wrong. And I like this because I feel like you're also kind of glimpsed into, like, the idea that Faith just doesn't get it. Like, yeah. you can't do that. I'm going to kill you. I'll kick your ass. Yeah. But, like, oh, no, sweetie. It's like a little kid's version of what a Slayer would be. Like, how, right. how like, a three-year-old is like, I want to be Superman because you can punch people. Not like, I want to be Superman because I want to uphold the values of truth, justice, and the American way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very juvenile look at at what what Buffy actually is. And this is great because when you compare this to the end of the episode, you're seeing the arc of faith in this episode. Mm -hmm. The difference of, this is what I think Buffy does versus like, I understand Buffy Mm -hmm. and therefore I understand what being a slayer is. Yeah. And it's it's nice the callbacks to that specific line because it's wrong. Because it's wrong. Meanwhile, Buffy is stuck inside Faith's body and has woken up in the hospital and <sighs> fighting like crazy oh. as you would do. Yeah, but I, I I feel like I don't know. Maybe it's just because I watch too many movies and TV shows. I would be like immediately when I'm like, oh wait, I've switched bodies. I gotta play it cool because nobody's gonna believe me. I don't think I'm that logical when I'm emotional. Mm. Like maybe later, like maybe yeah. like after I've been up for a while, I'll be like, all right, how am I going to play this? But when you first wake up, you're like, there's a murderer after my mother. No. Yeah. Let go of me. <laughs> also, she can't look in a mirror, so she may not really know yeah, what's, what's going up. On. Tara finally acknowledges that the Scoobies don't even know she exists. So it does bother her. Like for Aww. a few I was like, oh, she's shy. She doesn't care. Yeah. Now she's like, okay, but like your friends don't even know I'm alive. Yeah, that's... Kind of shitty. Hello. Come on. Come on. And th- that's why you know something's up. Yeah. Because, you know, if Tara were just shy and mm-hmm. she and Willow hung out, just the two of them, because that's what they wanted, yeah. that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. And your friends don't all have to join forces. That's yeah. not how it... You know, there are friends of mine where, like, I only see them one-on-one. We don't hang yeah. out in groups. And that's fine. But you know something's up because Willow won't even mention Tara's name in front of the mm-hmm. others. That's when yeah. you're like, what you hiding, girl? Yeah. Oh, we know what he's then. I know. Uh, then you get that super sweet line. I am, you know. Oh, this is where I feel like this is the oh. moment where you know yeah. this is no longer ambiguous. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I could read this into it. Yes, it's they like, are romantically oh. into each other. Yeah. Even if you don't want to label them as girlfriends yet, mm-hmm. because you don't, I mean, I yeah. don't know if they've labeled it, yeah. but they are in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. I just like having something that's yours, or oh. I just like having something that's mine. I am. Oh, it's just, and then like, and Willow's happy. Her like happy yeah. face. I'm like, yay! Yay, Willow's happy, happy again. Willow. <laughs> so Buffy's all dressed up like Faith. <gasps> I'm sorry. This is it's, but it's Faith. I can't, Mike. Or. It's it's okay, Mike. Calm down. <laughs> I think maybe what we could do is just refer to them by actor. Good idea, Kristen. So SMG mm-hmm. is all dressed up like Faith. Yeah. She's got crimped hair and pleather pants, which just screams Wait, Faith. What? That maybe explains why I forget which episode. I think it was like I want to say like something blue, where there's just one scene where Buffy has crimped hair out of nowhere, and the rest of the episode she doesn't. Maybe they filmed that at the same time they filmed this. Oh, yeah, I think it was um, something blue. You're right. That's a good idea. Yeah, maybe they did that. And it was like, oh, crap, we need to pick up. And you know what? I think that was the scene where they have Riley hanging the lesbian banner. So maybe they're like, oh, 
we should like do something to kind of you know we do prep establish the that earlier. Yeah, oh, there you that's go. an idea. It's a go. fan theory right there. So Faith uses Joyce's credit card to buy international plane tickets. Bum bum bum. Super important question. Where do you think Faith is flying to? Well, it depends on how smart you think Faith is. Okay. Like, if she's not that smart, it's probably just, like, Mexico. Because she's like, I gotta get out of the country. But, like, Mexico extradites criminals. And okay. And she's a criminal. Sure. If she's smarter, she'd probably, like, figure out what's a country that doesn't have extradition laws and go there. Okay. Or if she's, like, really dumb, just another state. Which, like, they totally go after. Well, the fact that they, she's looking at a passport. I'm like, I definitely think it's, it's international. Out of the I would think so. Um, I don't think she's smart enough to think about extradition laws. I think she's straight up thinking, where do I want to go? Oh, I think she's just like, what would be a cool place to go? Right. So part of me is thinking, like, Brazil, Ibiza, some sort mm-hmm. of, like, party yeah. area. The other part of me is thinking, like, if she's just really unimaginative, like, France. Mm-hmm. I mean, who does like France? Everyone wants to go to France. But she'd be like, yeah, Paris sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I want to go to Quebec. Maybe. I, I, I just I like picturing her poutine. in different places and being like, where, where would she go? Where in the world is Faith going? Maybe Argentina. That's where they send like bad people, right? So that you don't cry for them. Well, yeah, no. Don't cry for them. Argentina. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're good there. Uh, so she takes the same lipstick color as Faith did and then burn it. Okay, so here's... <laughs> That's a bit extreme. Well, so how do you interpret that? Do you interpret that as this is uh, me thinks the lady doth protest too much? That she's mm. worried that Joyce is catching on and that's why she's like, I'm not mm. Faith, burn it. Or do you think that she actually is starting to reject her old self? She's like, I... I think the the second one is more interesting. Yes. That it's more like I'm trying to like cut off my old ties. This is a fresh start. I'm just going to like start anew. Right. So like, no, I'm not going to do the the same old things, even though she totally does a bunch of the same old things. But like that she's starting to have that impulse of like, no, I have like a chance to just like be somebody else now. Yeah. I don't have the baggage of being faith anymore. And almost like if I'm going to do this, I have to like, I have to start fresh. I can't be... I can't make all the same mistakes. Right. If only for the reason that, like, that's how I'll get caught. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy wakes up in the back of a patrol car, (gasps) which crashes into an armored car, which is driven by the Watchers Council. A leather squad. Leather squad. Thank you. Everyone here is very, very dumb. Because Buffy is not handcuffed. And I get she's just waking up out of uh, being sedated. Yeah. So you... So you handcuff her while she's sedated and then put her into the cop car. Yeah, I don't I don't get that choice at all. Because, like, she's a known, like, even though she hasn't been convicted of being a criminal, like, you know she's a dangerous person who has been accused of, like, physically assaulting people to, like, a great degree. Sure. Very much a threat, even without a weapon. Yeah. So, why? Dumb. Very, very dumb. Faith. SMG mm-hmm. goes to Giles's. Buffy in Eliza Dushku's body is being taken to England. <sighs> Willow's just on. I mean, Willow's kind of masochistic at this point. Or is it sadist? What am I doing? Which is the thing? I, I don't know which one you're trying to do. Okay. Willow's very into into causing Faith pain. So sadistic. Sadistic. Yeah. Thank you. And is just Marquis like. Marquis de Sade. Great. Good knowledge to have. That's right. I'm, I'm, I always get those two mixed up. Yeah. 
um, because they're always like put together in mm-hmm. things. I like that visual. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> we went to a weird place. Yep. Anyways, um, Willow's very sadist here, which is kind of unlike her. And like, I get it. She doesn't like people hurting her friends and Faith hurt both Xander and Buffy. But well, it seems a little out of character. I, I feel like it's actually in character in a way because I feel like, and as we get to like kind of Dark Willow stuff later, when it comes to like the people she loves, I feel like, her her morality gets a lot fuzzier. Like she's a very moral person except for like the emotions of people she loves. That's why like she almost does evil magic or even does magic that she shouldn't when she's like when Oz and her ever break up and that kind of stuff. When it comes to somebody she loves and cares about, I feel like her that's when her her otherwise like kind of moral center place in a lot of the in a lot of the show kind of goes away because she does care so deeply about people. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah fair. Faith doesn't like hearing this. She imagines stabbing Willow. Oh, no dream stab Willow. Yeah. She's very determined to like, you guys go and have fun. I'll patrol all night. Mm-hmm. I'll find her. Smash uh, cut to Editing joke. Uh, Faith is just dancing it up. Aww. But I do like there is a sweet moment where after the pretend stabbing, the SMG just says to Willow, uh, don't worry, I'd, I'd never let her hurt you. And Willow's like, oh. And they have a little look, and you can see, like, I think that's the first real step of, like, of Faith kind of realizing that it is, she wants to be good on some level. Like, that's oh, her first taste of that. That is not how I interpret that at oh. all. I completely interpret that as her covering for, like, Willow has caught her spacing out, and she's like, are you okay? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'd never let her hurt. Like, she's just covering oh. the... Well, I think, yeah, I think entirely that's how it starts. But I think her reaction to Willow's reaction of like that genuine, like, like love and appreciation that she shows towards who she thinks is Buffy. Th- I think that touches Faith. Okay. But yeah, I, I totally agree. Like she starts it as like, oh, this is a cover. Like, uh, I'd never let her hurt you, whatever. But then seeing that how like genuinely affected Willow is by that and that really warms her heart. I think that in turn warms Faith's heart a little bit. Okay. At the bronze, Faith runs into Spike, uh, which they've never met, and that's weird. Yeah, it does feel like, how do the, these characters seem like tailor-made to be like buddies? Oh, God, you know, Spike says, do you know I really hate you? <laughs> and first off, this speech is just really great, and the fact that, like, mm-hmm. it, the way that SMG does it, that, like, yeah. there is no one on this planet that can't watch this little paragraph and be like... Damn. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, what's your, you wear that harlot? Oh, what's you doing to ride you at a gallop till your knees buckle and your eyes roll back? Like, damn. All right. Ooh. Ooh, somebody have um, a fan. <laughs> but also, with, I like this because because this is Faith explaining why she can't stand Buffy, mm-hmm. and you can understand some of it. Yeah. But like, goody goody is annoying and the idea that like this girl is always pity me and i'm a war a mm-hmm. martyr yeah when really like she's just not appreciating how great she has it yeah. and that i think is more annoying than oh she's got a stick of her butt and she's got a two-shoes but yeah. just like oh my god stop complaining and stop being a martyr yeah. you've got things pretty great yeah you've got a you've got a, a pretty good life you haven't had to live in a shitty motel for half your life yeah and not even i mean even With no friends 
even Faith, with no friends and no family, living in a shitty motel, seems to enjoy being herself mm-hmm. more than Buffy is. Yeah. You know, that whole find the fun be that like... Mm-hmm. All Buffy's ever doing is complaining, and even Faith is like, "Dude, we are superpowered chicks. Lighten the fuck up." Yeah, this is this. We we got pretty lucky here. We could have just been like a couple of normos, nothing nothing special, but we got superpowers. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you want to be um, Marcy? No. Yeah, Marcy the Nothing Slayer. No, Marcy the Invisible Girl. That's how invisible she is. You didn't remember her. I'm sorry. Who? Mm-hmm. I don't remember character names. I call the other guy, other guy. (laughs) Uh, So do you think this is the beginning of Spike's crush? I think it might be the beginning of him realizing he has those kind of something relating to those feelings. But I feel like there's always like something kind of, kind of psychosexual about how much he's into fighting. Okay. And I feel like because she's like been his greatest opponent, there's something there. This is probably the first time he's been like, I kind of i have other what's going on yeah i feel like this is the first time where he's not like oh buffy killer he's like oh buffy maybe doer than killer yeah it's, <laughs> it's now a two-step process yeah now it's like um i wouldn't if you i mean i, if, I wouldn't say no yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't be really disgusted by it maybe try yeah What's the worst that could happen? Also, like, just who wouldn't at this point mm-hmm. with, you know, SMGs, like, be like, okay, I mean, that's, uh, let's do that. That's good. Sure. sure. Let's, I'm into that. Let's give it a whirl. <laughs> let's uh, run up the flagpole, see who salutes. When we do find out in this episode, apparently shoving does hurt Spike now. What? Yep. No, the writers finally caught on. It's like, oh, I guess he can't shove. <laughs> it's their apology. In these two episodes... I just keep asking myself, and this came up in season three, but I feel like we never got a really concrete answer as to, like, why does Faith hate Buffy? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. in season three, it seemed kind of irrational. And I feel like it's two parts. I feel like, one, it's the, you have a giant stick up your butt, Mm -hmm. and stop being a martyr and feeling sorry for yourself, and uh, you whiny little bitch. I feel the second part is because if Buffy weren't the Slayer, Mm -hmm. Faith would be. She'd be the yeah. one true slayer. Buffy was supposed to die, mm-hmm. and then Kendra died, and then Faith would be the slayer. Because she's not, because she's number two, she's always number two. Yeah. She's always going to be compared to Buffy and been found wanting mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be, well, because at this point it's Buffy's the slayer, yeah. and Faith's kind of like the second runner string. up yeah. yeah like oh well i guess we have her just in case we lose the real one mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and that because of that reason like if buffy weren't in the picture faith would be free to be the type of slayer that she wanted to be in the same mm-hmm. way that kendra was the type of slayer that she was like yeah. everyone's a slayer but you're still you Faith could be a slayer and could be a good guy, but she'd be the Faith version of that. Mm -hmm. Because Buffy's still in the picture, everyone expects her to be the Buffy version of a slayer. Yeah. Yeah, she does have a lot of expectations put on her. I think she's also, to some degree, just, like, jealous of what Buffy has in some way. Sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's that's part of it, too. She's Um, got the family. She's got friends. mm -hmm. She's got an actual home. Yeah. She's her watcher is around and is very supportive. Mm-hmm. She has lasting relationships with men. Well, 
Angel was three years. That's the lasting relationship in there high school. It wasn't exactly a healthy one. But it was, I mean, in high school, who has that healthy relationship? Like, nobody. <laughs> they usually don't have that much murder. I mean, fair. But most high schoolers in general don't have to deal with that much murder. <laughs> well, depends. Where are you going? So Adam recruits vampires. He's like their cult leader. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, on paper, it sounds like a cool idea. But something in the execution I just find boring. Like, it's, I, I think... My fundamental problem with Adam is that he does not scare me in any way. Yep. He is not scary. Nope. And all of his scenes and his whole, like, presence supposed to be, he is the biggest bad. He's, like, badder than the last bad. Mm. He's the big, big bad. And he's just not scary. I understand why he's a threat, but he feels like a pretentious henchman more than an actual, like, scary, interesting, dark, bad guy. And again, the leg brace doesn't hurt or <laughs> doesn't help. Yeah, that is not frightening. Uh, I, I didn't look at Forrest Gump and think like, ooh, that scary little kid with those leg terrifying. braces. I mean, I, I like the idea that he can relate to demons because they're not all mm-hmm. demon and they're not all human. He's like, I can relate. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But I'm not really getting his plan here that he's like, okay, because he convinces them to not be afraid of God. Which I'm not really sure how that works because if they mm. touch that cross, they're still gonna burn. That yeah. because that they worship him, I don't. Again, it's the same thing with Maggie. I don't get the greater plan. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem, and just also like there's no arc to him, which I know sounds weird for like the big bad, and there isn't always. But I feel like with this kind of character, since it is something that literally starts from scratch, yeah, that. I feel like is a lot more interesting than just like, like, like someone like the master. Sure. He's just like an ancient evil, whatever. But with this one, I think part of it, I want to see a journey of like yeah. him just being this new creature and then figuring out the stuff and like gaining this power yep. where it feels like he goes mommy and then is like, well, now I'm going to go off to my evil plan. This, I mean, we were talking about this when he killed the little kid about like, it'd be interesting if because he's a newborn, mm-hmm. I get the curiosity, but yeah. like, I don't understand the world. Teach me about it. Yeah. And therefore, he's friends with these li- mm-hmm. this little boy. Why is he immediately born with the like lust for killing? Yeah, that's That's why I asked, like, did he get the brain of a serial killer? Because yeah. they don't. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah, that's. It's not that scary when there's no reason for the scary thing to be doing anything. When we have a movie where it's just like, oh, it's a crazy guy, that's not really that scary. Well, it's, it, it can be scary if it's like Michael Myers where we get yeah. no exp- – it's just the shape moving towards you. That's fine. But when he's speaking yeah. and talking to me about learning about the world and curiosity, then I need some explanation. Yeah, then I need some explanation. I need a character that's interesting. Like I I so wish there was a version of, of him where he starts off and like maybe – he and that kid just go on like this weird little side adventure for an episode or two where he's learning about the world with yeah. this kid. And it's like, oh, you think like, oh, maybe this is going to be like a new ally or something. Then at the end of that episode, he kills this kid and like, and like, oh, what? This is something that like makes him be like, oh, I have a purpose now. This is my. Yeah. But it just seems like he's kind of fresh out of the box. Like, well, here's killing. Yeah. Which again, if he has like serial killer brain. Okay. Yeah, but then like, don't make a bunch of big speeches and try to be like, I'm a savior messiah. I don't. I don't. 
I just I feel like he's a lot of ideas that sound good, but together they're just not that interesting. And I feel like it's miscast too. Oh, really? I feel like the way to go, and maybe I just haven't seen the guy outside of makeup. Maybe he does look like this, and they just directed him weirdly. He seems like a somewhat buff army type dude. He seems yeah. like somebody who they might have cast as you know Forrest or one of those guys. Yeah. But like I, I don't think that's that scary. Mm. Like it's. You know, you're a warrior type guy. Like that's you're imposing in a way, but you're not scary. I'm not frightened by that. You don't have nightmares mm-hmm. about oh, there's like a, a buff soldier guy who's gonna come, you know, be a soldier at you unless you've had some specific experience or something. Like I, I don't know. There's nothing primal about him. Is it uh, Batman and Robin that has mm-hmm. Bane and yeah. Poison Ivy? Like that Bane is a huge guy, mm-hmm. but not like. I'm working out huge, but just like objectively enormous, you know, not muscles defined, Mm -hmm. just a huge dude. And even, you know, Bane in the Dark Knight Returns is the same way where he's just objectively enormous without, you know, gym obtained definition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, he doesn't look like he's just working on a body. So it'll look cool. It looks like, Oh, he's, done a lot of heavy lifting to murder people right yeah like that's that's more interesting he's been lifting dead bodies yeah whereas yeah like adam looks like a guy who's like going to the gym working out he's got his camo pants again not scary camo pants and a leg brace why would you think that's scary i don't understand the leg brace in particular i i'd be more okay with it again if it was like because they used the body and the brain of this crazy person that mm-hmm. thought he was a soldier and yeah. like, whatever. And you know what something. you could even do is have that be a character on the show before Adam shows up. Right. That would be super interesting. Or even like in the background news shit about yeah. some guy going psycho. And st- I just, uh, it's so frustrating because I want it to work. And there's so many things about this season I legitimately love. But the big bad is just so disappointing on every level. Yeah, everything he does, I'm wondering why. Yeah, just from the get go, from the very first time we see him, just, why? And like, why? why? Why go with the? I get that he's from the initiative, so that's why he has the army motif. But if you're gonna then have him basically be like a cult leader, he doesn't f- feel like a cult leader. No, I don't feel like I'd follow him implicitly. In his cult, like, yeah. Oh, don't be afraid of God. Okay, why? Because of your floppy disk drive. That's I is that why? supposed to impress me? I don't. I don't why? And then why? Why do this? Why mm-hmm. convince these? Like, this, is this a distraction for something? What is he doing while they're doing this? Is this a distraction? I, I, because I don't see how this benefits Adam. Yeah, I guess it's like publicity, maybe? Like, he's, he's like, oh, you hear about what happened at that church? That was, that was me. That was me. Because like, otherwise, what, what is? Because you know those people are, or those vampires are just going to get killed. It should be a distraction for, like, that, I mean, it's so mm-hmm. petty and so small. It yeah. should be like, oh, good. Buffy's dealing with the church thing. I'm going to go do this yeah. other thing. But no. No, it, it doesn't seem to have any purpose. Just like his character has, seems to have no purpose, but just to be the bad guy. Anyways, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Buffy is locked up. <laughs> by the council she gets a taste of how people treat faith they call her trash they mm-hmm. spit on her i like it because she's also learning something here yeah. about like oh man it sucks to be faith mm-hmm. like because i feel like it would be really easy to overlook that yes this is really like oh yeah no shit this this yeah. sucks to yeah. be her like it, what is your chance of anyone letting you rehabilitate yourself mm-hmm. if 
they won't let you speak and they immediately lock you up and spit on you yeah. and call you trash. Ew. Willow brings Tara to the bronze. Aww. SMG meets Tara. Ooh. And immediately senses the non-platonic relationship. But yep. I appreciate the fact that there was no beating over the bush. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, I see what's going on here. And maybe Buffy wouldn't have because yeah. it has she's been around Willow. It's, mm-hmm. It'd be more surprising for her. Yeah. Well, also, she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't have the, the predisposition to assume, like, oh, I I know Willow, I know who she's involved with. Um, mm-hmm. And also, like, because Faith has no idea that Willow's been, like, going into this Wicca group, she has no, like, oh, she's one of your friends from that thing. She's like, oh, this is a new person that this person's with. I see something happening here. Oh, okay, I get it. I also feel that because Faith right now is so hyper aware of... I have to see, like, read people's body language mm-hmm. and sense what's yeah. going on. She's probably extra in tune to yeah. Willis and Tara's nonverbal communications. Yeah, that's a really good point. Faith teases Tara about Oz. Oh, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Makes fun of her stutter. Oh. That's just mm. shitty, Faith. Even oh. for you. That's the shitty, shitty yeah. blow. They they spot a vamp. She grabs the pool cue. Although she does a dumb move here, where instead of just stabbing him through the back, she hits him first to make him turn around. I think the, the thinking behind that is I don't want to go too far and, like, stab the lady. I was thinking that, too. But That seems like you probably are, you know fine. what you're doing. I think you're okay. So this girl, you know, she kills the vamp. The girl's crying. She's all grateful. This is the, where I f- mm-hmm. think that Faith is first like, oh, this is what being a hero is yeah. like. Like, I... I did good thing, and I'm a little uncomfortable yeah. about, like, the gratitude you're showing me, but also mm-hmm. this is pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, I feel good about yeah. being good? Yeah, I kind of feel like I, I I do still think the moment with Willow is a thing, but I think that's more like maybe it's of a different thing of like, oh, it does pay to have friends, and this is more like, oh, it does – it is good to be good. Like, just to be good, not because – you know, you're doing something badass or you're getting a reward mm-hmm. or you're getting a n- naked wrestle on an alligator. <laughs> Buffy holds Watcher Guy hostage. Again, she's getting the taste for what it's like to be Faith. Desperate and alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Watcher Guy. Go ahead and kill him. And we'll get our affairs in order. This is how you know it's not Faith, that she's just like, all right, well, pass. <laughs> no, thanks. No murder today. I didn't, I didn't work. Tara immediately senses, this is not your friend. I really like that. Me too. She can sense her aura or mm-hmm. her energy or no. something. And I like the callback to like, you didn't sense a hyena energy, do you? <laughs> I love it. I don't like that the first time around. I love that. <laughs> and they want to do a, a spell to find Buffy's true energy. So I'll be your anchor. They trust each other. It's so sweet. Faith goes to Riley's. Clearly very experienced in the bedroom. But not when there's emotions involved. So yeah. she's like, you can do stuff to me, but loving me is weird. Yeah. That's weird for me. Yeah. I don't know how it's, to process this. It's, yeah, it's really, it's an interesting and troubling scene and for so many reasons. It's well done though. Yeah. Like it's really well done. She really wants some kink. And yeah. because it's not her body, she's like, do whatever you want to it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. And he's, he doesn't want kink. He wants no. to make love and he doesn't want to play. And he's just like, I just, I just. The whole exchange of like, um, you be Buffy, I'll be Riley. Yeah. 
Speaking of sex, Willow and Tara do a spell. They do. It's the. This is. Yeah. God damn, is this good? They got the circle of light mm-hmm. with the hands. Like the Ghost Rider from that show. Sure. Remember Ghost Rider? That was actually good. This is actually a good effect, though. Like this uh, is the one time where right. I'm like, this is. It's sparkly. I like it. I got some heavy breathing. They get all this sweaty. Is, it gets like, hot. It's like, yeah, all right, man, I'm, I'm, I get what you're doing. This is a pretty sexy episode, guys. It really is. If you know, if they can't show lesbian sex, yeah, this is a pretty good substitute. This is a pretty. You're like, I get it. I yeah. get what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm into it. I like what you're doing here. I remember seeing an interview, early 2000s, uh, early John Stewart Daily Show, with Shannon Doherty. Uh, when she was doing Charmed and they were talking about like, oh, I guess it was right after she like quit Charmed or whatever. Uh, and they were talking about how she quit because they wanted to have her character start astral projecting. And when she astral projected to moan orgasmically. Okay. And then at the end of the episode, the moment of Zen was just Shannon Doherty showing them what they wanted her to do. And I just thought that was very funny to think of, like, I can understand quitting a show if somebody said, like, oh, you just have to now, a regular part of your character is to orgasmically moan so you can astral project. I gotta go, why? I guess they needed more sex appeal. I don't know. See, and, like, this has a purpose. That's yes. what's so great about this. It is a metaphor mm-hmm. for something that we can't show, and it works perfectly yeah. the arched back the heavy breathing it'd like, be like if every time willow ever did a, a spell she had to like be sexy no like that That'd just be would weird. be silly this is great yeah. it is intercut with riley and faith in the middle of their thing so we get it yeah. it's very clear so riley loves her but really he loves Buffy, uh, I'm feeling feelings. Am I wrong here that in the dark, when they're cutting back and forth between Riley mm-hmm. and Faith, and he says, I love you, and they cut to her face and his face, do they cut to Eliza Dushku's face? Am I imagining that? I don't know. They do a lot of jump cutting, so it's possible there's one that I just didn't notice. There's, I mean, like, there's all these cuts that, like, and it's dark, so I'm always just uh. like, wait, was that one Eliza Dushku? Huh. Which I always assume it is, and it, I hope it is, because that's, that's just great. Yeah, that's cool to think of, like... She's kind of like thinking of herself. So you're kind of seeing her mental state. And I also feel like this is the point where she is kind of losing her sense of self. Of like, yeah. I'm Faith. I'm Faith. I'm not Buffy. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of Buffy. Do I want to be Buffy? Yeah. I want to be Faith. But do I want to be Faith? Well, especially now that she's kind of like regaining some kind of moral sense to like do that and then realize like this guy cares for you, but he doesn't really care for you. He cares for the person that you stole their body. Yeah. What have you just done? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if she ever thought of it, but I mean, she basically rapes Riley. Yeah. So, like, that's that's really a profoundly awful thing to do. And I don't think she really realizes that until afterwards when she's, like, realizing what that meant to him yep. and what it meant to her. It's how also, awful like, it is. this thing that she's rejected for so long that even, you know, when she was with Xander, she was just like, this mm-hmm. is what I do. I screw you and I forget yeah. you and I feel nothing. And this is probably the first time she's experienced sex attached to emotions mm-hmm. and just like, oh, that's that's what that feels like. Yeah. But I'm not supposed to like that. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to reject you. But it feels good for someone to care about you. Yeah. Fuck. I Yeah. And I care about you now. 
but I've just done something horrible to exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. It's ooh, it's really. I mean, it's it's great, but it's also just like really unnerving. Yes. Uh, she, she can't believe that this is a genuine moment, you know, so what do you want from her? She's freaking out and Mm. Riley holds her. And like puts the blanket around her. He's so sweet. And, and this, and she, I feel like this where she gets like, this is what happens when you let people in, when you're vulnerable, you, the up, the bad side is yes, they could break your heart. Mm -hmm. The, you know, Gwendolyn Post. (laughs) <laughs> the we all let into our hearts <laughs> the upside of this is like you could have this yeah that's the gamble mm-hmm. and baths baths are great what are you doing well because she takes the bath earlier oh yeah no baths are great uh, that's i haven't... I kind of feel like i mean i'm sure there's probably some point maybe when she was like a little kid but she I took of... baths <laughs> No, like literally, because like if she's oh. lived this life where she's like been in shitty motel after shitty motel, it's all showers. Okay. Like I I know this is kind of weird, but at least like maybe not ever, but this is probably the first bath she's taken in years, been able to take in years. Fair. Yeah. Even if it's like, if you're in a shitty motel, like you want to get in that tub? No, no you don't. Even, yeah. Even if they do have a tub, you're not going to take nope. a bath in it. Nope. But like, yeah, just that like simple act of being able to relax in a bathtub yeah. in a house. That's something yeah. pretty neat. So Adam says, I was created to extinguish life wherever I found uh, it. What the fuck was Maggie up to? What, was this really why he was created? That seems like you should have an off switch then, Maggie. I, and you really should have restrained him if that's what you programmed him to do. Because you know what you are is life. Why would you do this? What scientific purpose was it? does it serve to create something that was just designed to kill, 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 kill. Yeah, and if, like, if the thing is that she really is just, like, evil in the kind of, like, apocalyptic, I want to end the world sense, that's not right, really. I mean, if it was created to only kill demons, like, okay, well, that, I mean, that's okay discriminatory, but it's it's also, like, that I kind of fits that. with the initiative's goals. Just like, demon bad, get rid of demon. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Everybody... Yeah, again, just it seems they want Adam to be everything, but then don't explain anything in a way that's satisfying. And don't even make it satisfying of like why it's not explained. It just feels like, I don't know. Yeah, sure. He's a bunch of demon parts. It makes sense. Adam says to the vamp, let them know I am coming. Oh, it's very Manson. Very, very Manson. Faith has a plane to catch. Balls. Balls. Uh, she says, I'm not a killer. I'm the slayer. Ooh. And I feel that's a big lesson for her. Yeah. There is a difference. And I do like the, like, what do you care? I'm like, I, I, I don't care what you care. Yeah. I'm, I don't. Well, she really shouldn't because she has no idea who that asshole is. Yeah, who the fuck is Horst? <laughs> Council is going to kill Buffy. She steals a gun. She shoots the cuff and the locks. Mm-hmm. Which wouldn't work, but it's fun. It's it's fine. Um, I do like with the way that Eliza Dushku says, "Ooh, drive." I'm like, "Oh, that is Buffy. <laughs> that is so Buffy yeah. right there." Because yeah. this is kind of the first time we're seeing. Okay, so SMG can play Faith. Can Eliza mm. Dushku play Buffy? And yeah. that's the first instance where I'm like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, she can." <laughs> Eliza Dushku goes to G- Giles's. I love this scene. This is yeah. my favorite scene. I love this scene. <laughs> Stop inching. You are inching. inching. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's the quote I have done, too. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she, very buffy. I don't think she does as good a job as SMG, but she does a really yeah. good job. She also doesn't have m- as, as much, much to time, work yeah. with, I think, in terms of just... She's just not... 
yeah, like you said, she's not herself no. because she's not trying to play Faith yeah. one. So she, you don't yeah, have the fun vein of part. like yeah. Eliza Dushku playing Buffy playing Faith. Oh, that would be so much it's fun. It's just straight. It's and she's not in her comfort zone. Yeah. She's straight up on. You know what I want. Let's cut out all the Adam bullshit from this episode. Yep. Just have it be a bunch of random vamps attacking. Okay. I don't care. Fine. And just find an excuse to have uh, Eliza Dushku have to do that. Be, yes. Be Buffy being Faith. Fabulous. Like have it have it be like maybe add like three more Buffy Faith fights. <laughs> that would be fun too. <laughs> uh, but I just want like maybe she has to like duck into like a demon bar to like escape sure. the leather men. Um, <laughs> and you know, they're like, Oh yeah, that, that rogue slayer. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I am. I am such a badass. I'm faith. Yeah. I don't care Wicked. about anybody. Five by five. Yeah. And she would like say it wrong. Five by five. Or runs into like one of the mayor's goons. Ooh, and she's yeah. like, okay, well I have to pretend to be faith. Yeah. Like what's up? D. Yeah. D is short for demon. I like to abbreviate things. <laughs> I love it. Oh, fan scripts. <laughs> oh, the, but I do love this. The way that she tucks her hair behind her ear mm. is something that Buffy does all the yeah. time that like I've never, I never noticed until I saw this episode. And I'm like, oh yeah, that is a weird way to tuck your hair. I, I can't even yeah. do it. Now I'm trying to do it and it doesn't work. Yeah. But it's specifically with her pinky. Like that's not a normal thing that people do. Yeah. Like but Buffy anybody else it. would just do it with like their, the, like the either whole hand, hand or like yeah. their pointer finger, not their pinky. That's yeah. Like, have you ever seen the videos of um from Star Trek: The Next Generation? Jonathan Frakes, the actor, is like number two. The way he sits in chairs. No. So, and I think it's helped by the fact that none of the chairs have high backs. But since he's a tall man, and apparently he had like a back injury, so like regularly sitting in chairs is kind of uncomfortable. Or like, it, he usually like would wince if he did it. Every time he has to sit in a chair. He steps over the chair and onto it. Like he's hmm. mounting a horse. Interesting. And it's just like, it's just funny to see like the compilations. I'm sure you can find them on YouTube of just seeing this like man in scenes where nobody's commenting on this, that he is sitting down like a madman. <laughs> uh, I like she said, she points out, you turned into a demon and I knew it was you. <laughs> yeah. Can't you and- just look into my eyes? And so he quizzes her, and this is great. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, because Ethan Ring. And I, my mom said you were like a stevedore during sex. And this is what? also very Buffy, the way she goes, what's, what's a stevedore? It's so Buffy. <laughs> Do you want me to keep going? I wish you wouldn't. That's also <laughs> oh, it's such a Buffy yep. line. I love it. I love it. Uh, so Willow's spell worked. She shows up, and she's immediately like, you're Buffy. You're trapped in Faith's body. I like oh, that. This is Faith. Or this is Tara. She figured it out. No. Uh, they create a counter spell, which is a glowy version of the ma- the, it's the Green Lantern thing. ring. I think that it's that it's a little little orby thing. It's a Katra, which is a reference uh, to Star Trek Three. Is it really? Yeah, because that's what they call the soul that Spock like his soul is passed into bones, and it's weird. Star oh, Trek Three yeah, is yeah. a weird movie. I've seen that one. Yeah, you were referencing a movie I've seen. What? Well, I, I guess that exactly makes sense. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, as yeah. I am Kristen. Yes, yes, and I am Mike, and yes. I've seen everything. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I'm surprised that I've seen that movie. I know. That's Isn't that crazy. weird, Mike? That is weird, Kristen. <laughs> uh, the Vans take the churchgoers hostage. Both Faith and Buffy see the TV report, so they're they're separately on their way to the same place. That's cool. Although, I gotta say, the lead vampire is way too 90s. 
Oh, it's so very nineties. The, the 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 flannel tied around his waist. I mean, it it, it, it that we've established that vamps have a very old fashioned sense of fashion. Yeah, it just seems like that's a weird choice to make that to make him the the lead vamp. Yeah, it's like he's not threatening at all. I mean, it's not like we assume that this vamp is going to be the one to take one of them down. He's not really the bad guy of this episode. He's yeah. like the the third bad guy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he's low on the totem pole. Yeah, yes. you got you got Faith, and then you got Adam, and then you got rando nineties vamp. Yeah, I've been avoiding this place, but it's nice. It's got the pretty windows. <laughs> I like that Riley is in charge because he was late for, for church. church. Oh, we get it. You're from Iowa. He's all dressed up in his Sunday best. He's so cute. <laughs> He's so cute. I do remember thinking both the first time I saw this and again this time because I forgot about that line. Like, why is why is Riley here so quick and in a suit? That seems weird. I love that. I think it's so in character. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So Faith was about to catch her plane, but she decides to ditch it to help people. And this is like a big moment. Mm -hmm. She's accepting the responsibility of being the slayer, which really makes me think that like she does that so readily. And she, you know, realizes Mm -hmm. that like there is no Buffy. I am Buffy. I have to go do this. That like if Faith had been the slayer, if Buffy had never come back, come back and Faith was the one true slayer, I think she would have done an okay job. Like, she might not have had the happiest life, but I feel like if she alone had that responsibility, she might have risen risen up to the occasion pretty well. I really think she would have. I don't think she, no, she obviously wouldn't have had the family. Maybe she would have made a couple friends. I don't think, I mean, she's not going to be as G rated. I still think she's going to be a party girl and and like sex, but mm. she's going to save people and not be a villain. You know, I wonder, because I'm not sure what the Watcher's rules are, if they would have assigned Giles to Faith. I She would have really had off on a bright... I mean, like, she, so she had a a, um, a Watcher. Yeah. And that Watcher was killed. And the only reason she showed up to Sunnydale was to meet Buffy. Well, then you also have the thing of, well, technically, Kendra was first. If we're talking continuity. Would Kendra have died? If Buffy... Hadn't like. I mean, would any of them had existed because the mayor would have risen? We would yeah. have been in the wish territory. Mm-hmm. Although the wish wouldn't have happened because Buffy would have been dead at that point. Yeah, it's, it's it's really complicated, guys. I'm just saying. I think I think if she had been given the responsibility of being the one true slayer and was not assigned with being second fiddle from the get go, she would have risen to the occasion. Yeah. I don't think she would have gone evil villain. I think so too. And she, I, she says, I'm Buffy. I have to do this, which really, yeah. me, really just means like I'm the one slayer now. Mm-hmm. So this is up to me. Yeah. And yeah, and I think it's also like, it's it, it kind of an aspiration. Like, I know I, w- I want to be this. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I very much could do the other thing. It's not like, well, it's this or go back to prison. No, she could easily yeah. get on that plane. This is the yeah. hard decision. Mm-hmm. Getting it's, on the plane is the easy thing to do. Yeah, that's I, I really like that. Especially because she's right there and now she's got to get back out of security, Ugh. grab a cab. She didn't got a car. Uh, oh, so this shot when they when Faith and Buffy's mm-hmm. body comes into the church and it just it just pans up overhead and we get the wide shot of the church. It's mm-hmm. such a beautiful shot. She's like, I just awesome. come to pray. <laughs> That's very much a faith thing to say, I yeah. feel. I always remember this as being this episode, but I know it's not until probably like season six or seven um, when, when it's actually spiked. But I always think of this episode of like one of the vampires 
leaning on the cross and burning. Season burn. seven beneath you with Spike. Yeah. And I was like, oh, why didn't they do that here? To like really show that they were like cultishly devoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that would have been so cool. I guess yeah, they just they're just thought like of it at the in time. the church. It's like, well, you got to interact uh, with the cross for it yeah. to be a thing. Yeah. And then that would make them actually kind of seem threatening because it's like, oh, these are vampires with nothing to lose. Yeah. They don't care if they, yeah. if they get burned or not. And um, this is where we get the, um, you're not going to kill these people because it's, it's wrong. wrong. And she means it. She really, really means it. Mm. God damn, I fucking love this episode. You don't understand. I was watching this and like every five seconds, I was like, fuck, yes. <laughs> yes. God damn it. You told, you told me about that a couple days ago. And because I'm terrible with episode titles, you're like, oh, I was responding to who are you? I was like, the song? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a good song. <laughs> Giles is distracting the police tiny, officer. Tiny Our families are on their mother. Mothers and tiny, tiny, tiny babies. babies. Wave his hand around yeah. all big. Which does make me think, Giles would be great if you're camping and you need to scare off a bear. He's great at doing big hand motions. And tiny, tiny babies. <laughs> so okay, and then and then Faith in Buffy's body still fights like Faith. Mm, this yeah. is this is where I'm like, okay, it's not just the actor because it's also the fight choreographer yeah. and the director being like, don't look at SMG. Pretend that's Eliza. <laughs> just choreograph a scene for Eliza and then SMG's going to do it or her mm-hmm. fight devil yeah. will do it. And it's, ah, oh, yes, cool. yes. And it's cool because they've, they've really done a good job of establishing two different kinds of fighting styles and then to reverse them is really fun. Yes. And she flips the dude as he turns to Ash. Oh, that is pretty. The whipping in the air. Yeah, just, I'd love that just guy. Just the pinwheel of Ash. Mm-hmm. Riley, oh, then the guy comes out dra- like wrapped in his coat. Yeah. And Riley, even gets, even though he's injured, he gets yeah. a thing in where he rips the coat off the guy. And he's like, you forgot your coat. He turns to Ash. <laughs> All right. And then Buffy shows up in Faith's body. And he's like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> How many are there? Uh, who, who are you? Who are you? What's going on? <laughs> Buffy stakes the vamp from behind to reveal herself. Bum, bum, bum. So now all the vamps are gone and the gal's got to fight. Eliza Dushku here when the when the ash yeah. goes away and it's Eliza Dushku holding the stake. Mm-hmm. Fuck, does she look awesome. I mean, she always looks awesome. She's yeah. amazing looking. But this is such a good fucking fan-ass mm-hmm. shot. I love this episode so goddamn much. That would be if, like, they had done a spinoff Faith series. I feel like that would have been, like, kind of one of the money shots in the yeah, trailer. That's where it's going to be, opening. like, Faith yeah. the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so they fight, but in Faith's mind, mm-hmm. she's fight- She's clear that Faith is fighting herself. She's yes. not thinking, I'm fighting mm-hmm. Buffy in my body. She's thinking, fuck you, you murderous bitch. Mm-hmm. Even, like, the lines she has when she's, like, just punching and punching. Yes. Oh. So she says, you disgusting, disgusting, murderous bitch. This is so great. The realization on Eliza Dushku, Buffy's face, about, like, realizing why Faith is wailing on her so hard. Realizing that, like, she's fighting her own demons here. This is her working out her guilt and her self-hatred. And, like, this isn't about I hate Buffy. This is about I hate myself. Yeah. You can see it on Eliza Dushku's face of, like, oh, shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And just realizing, like, again, just, God, it sucks to be Faith. Like, how terrible to hate yourself that much. To want to, like, beat yourself to death. To punish yourself that much. Mm -hmm. That's really what she's doing. She's punishing herself. So she realized she's did bad. She realized, like, Mm. there, I did awful shit, and I deserve to be punished for it. And almost more than jail can do. Yeah. But like wanting someone to beat the shit out of me so that I don't have to hate myself this much. 
So would you say she's not five by five? She is. She is. Four by 12. Sure. I don't know what's worse. I don't either. Zero by zero. Well, I think, I think that's awful. dead. Okay. She's point one, one by, by point, point one. one. She's, she's doing bad. I can't say she's nothing. Zero by zero would say she's nothing. And that's Mayor's line. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so Willow spell works. They're back in their bodies. Oh, such really great acting. The second it happens, it's very clear that yeah. they're, I mean, like the physicality mm-hmm. of these actresses, they are back to being themselves. And I'm not uh, even a slight bit confused about who's who. Yeah. Uh, Eliza is instantly Faith again and instantly just like, fuck, I gotta go. I got, I mean, I mean like, she's just kind of recovering over like, yeah. uh, I, can't, I can't deal with all these this. emotions. I can't yeah. deal with, I have to leave now because I'm in trouble. And then just Buffy's shock of realizing yeah. like, oh, uh, it's a lot of stuff that yeah. just went down. Yeah, and then... Riley's beating him. He's very upset. <sighs> and she realizes you slept with her. Yeah. And he has a very valid point. Yeah, it's like, no, I slept with you. I slept with you. And I've never thought about this way, but you're absolutely right. She tricked him. Yeah. In a way that, I mean, like, negates any consent sensual yeah. behavior that makes mm-hmm. this rape yeah, like you, it really this is. is completely false pretenses yeah. it's not like oh like we went on a date and like i maybe was a little hyperbolic about how cool i was it's like no i literally impersonated somebody else slept with you under the pretense i mean tricked they, you they literally even have the line like you'll be buffy i'll be riley yeah like, there's no way around it it's i mean this is would be as if you had a twin Mm-hmm. And you tricked um, your twin's significant other into sleeping with you yeah. because you convinced them you were your sibling. I feel like that must have happened a lot in like the forties. I think it probably. I think it might. It probably still happens. But I feel like nobody like it. You would never have gotten charged. Like it would have been like that would be a funny bit they would do in a movie. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. In the forties, yeah. Like I feel like that would have been like ah, ha, ha, ha. now it's rape. That great? <laughs> now we're like uh, but not consensual. Uh, uh. Maybe even maybe even later than that because like there's definitely that definitely happens in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, does it? I've yeah. seen that one. So that's what eighties. Yeah, yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. But they went into the 90s. It was one of those ones that just kept getting sequels that I don't know who was watching them. <laughs> Were they made for uh, home video? The first one was definitely like still in the theaters. Okay. But they made like I think two or three more. And there's like – I think there's legitimately one just called Revenge of the Nerds, The Next Generation, which just seems like that must be so bad. Not if it was a Star Trek crossover. That sounds like that would be great. <laughs> but I'm imagining great. it's just new nerds. <laughs> yeah. And then you just see Riker sitting on the chair like a weirdo. <laughs> oh, Riker. Riker, I hardly know her. You're welcome. You're Kristen. Stop making my jokes. I don't know. It's just something I something about today just feels like I should be making Mike jokes. I don't know why. <laughs> you don't have to look as proud about it as Mike does. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Faith's in a truck. She's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a train. I guess it's yeah. Train, truck. It's it's some kind of slatted vehicle. Sure. Uh, she's obviously thinking about, I think probably think about the feeling she was feeling as she was punching herself. Yeah. Thinking about like just her self-loathing, her self-hatred, and maybe this wasted opportunity about like, I mm. almost had it. Yeah. And God bless you, Joss Whedon, because 
Fuck, I love this episode. You, did just, you say Yas Whedon? Joss Whedon. Oh, I thought you said like a <laughs> weird soft. Ears. No. Like Spanish J. Yas Whedon. Yas Whedon. This episode makes me feel all the feelings. All the feelings. So what's the lesson we learned in uh, who are you? Yep, that one. Who are you? I think it's a form of a question mm-hmm. than a lesson. It's more of taking a look at yourself and asking, what will you do when you're called to do what's right? Yeah. Will you get on the plane and go to a pizza? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to go to the church and stop some vampires? Yeah. yeah, this idea that like maybe Faith didn't do right before because she mm-hmm. kind of was never called to do right. There was always yeah. Buffy for that. So this is the first moment when she's really called to be like, it's up to you. And one thing I, I, I think it's easy to forget because it is like an actor who's probably a little older and it's just like, it's you're watching a TV show. She's really young. And like when she was like first starting to slay, she was like a 17 year old. Yeah. It's a lot of responsibility. And if you have nobody, like a, no guiding force to right. like help you, you're not going to know what to do with that kind of power and responsibility. Mm-hmm. There's a reason there's we don't allow 17-year-old presidents. Like, Well, and not only that, like, even if maybe you would, like, there's uh, people mature and they learn lessons at different rates. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't really judge Faith for, like, so she was more immature maybe than Buffy yeah. or than Kendra. But, like, she got there this yeah. episode. She got there. Mm-hmm. So the other thing about the lesson in mm-hmm. these two episodes is the idea that you never know what makes people tick. Oh, yeah. So, like, at the beginning of the episode, Willow, Giles, they're all talking about, well, Faith's evil. And, you know, Buffy should kick her ass. They should kill her. But we learn not only does she feel guilty about what happened in season three, we also get more of an insight into why she's the way she is. Yeah. And and she she steps up to do the right thing. And I think that's really great. It all kind of boils to down to you never know someone until you walk a mile in their shoes. There you go. Are you ready to go? International. Ole ole. Buffy tapaja, vampirit. Ernie dragon das rein de flesh canoe. Future rifle international. Nothing too strange. This is another one where it's kind of like, eh, decent titles. I like a lot of the two-parters. Most of them in other other countries just are a part one and a part two, even if they have different names here for whatever reason. So in French, uh, the two-parter instead of this year's girl and who are you is a stranger part one and two. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun title. For this year's girl, the German title is Evil Awakening. A little generic, but fine. I prefer stranger. Yeah. Stranger's a cooler title. Um, and then who are you? German title, Inside the Enemy's Body. So Pretty. literal. Pretty literal. Maybe that's, again, maybe translation. Maybe that's a phrase that's meant as a metaphor more commonly in German. But in English, it sounds pretty straightforward. So now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. I really liked when 
faith in Buffy's body. I think we're going to have the same one. Stake the vamp and then flit around. Absolutely. So 100%. Pinwheel Ash. Yeah. Pinwheel Ash vampire. That's, there's no way that's on the oh, day of the week. It's so awesome. It's so cool. It's so great. And it's like, there's no other like major characters that die. So it can't be like, well, you know, because yeah, Giles died this episode. We got to give it to him. I it's actually like, no. prefer it when it's just, just a, a one-off thing. Like yeah. if it's like the first slay of the episode. I just mm-hmm. I just like it when it's like a they, cool thing. they paid special attention to this random vamp that mm-hmm. they slayed and decided to give it some imaginary yeah. or some imagination. Yeah, when you can we can we can call the slay of the week because of style instead of just like it was important. Right. One last thing before we uh we close the books for this week. Did you know these special I guess you could say honor or place that this episode has in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Um nope. This is the exact midpoint of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that is not what I guessed and now I'm sad. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is sad. Yeah. Halfway there. Half the show already. I know, it seems crazy. It seems like we just started. It does though. It is still like I feel like we're still talking about that weird pilot that never aired. Right? It feels like I Robot Eugene just happened, and we're still feel feeling like we're the still, pain from I it. I feel like that's just, whenever you see that episode, you just feel like that trauma never leaves you. Yeah. It's like one of those horrific events that we all remember where we were when we saw I Robot Eugene. Yeah. Oh. And it's it's kind of an awesome episode to be with Midpoint, too. It is. It really is. I don't, I, I don't know if they could have planned that, but, yeah. like, if we consider becoming one episode, because it's a two-parter, and that's my favorite episode Mm -hmm. this is my second favorite these two parters together this is fucking amazing television it is a great episode there's no denying it it's it's definitely one of the best of the season i could easily see it being on my top 10 of like the whole series but there's something about the two-parter nature i feel like the second half is a lot stronger oh yeah and i feel like that is kind of true for any two-parter we do yeah because yeah. if you, like the first part has to be like all set up, and then the mm-hmm. second part gets to be all payoff, like it's yeah. just not fair. It's like anytime you see a trilogy, you're like, well, the middle one's gonna be kind of be weird structurally. Yeah. Although I mean, Empire still like it's strong, but favorite. I still think structurally, it's not really. It doesn't really have a beginning, middle, and end because it's smacked up in the middle of a trilogy. <laughs> that just sucks for it. It's a, oh, it just I mean, has a really downer ending, huh? It just has a really downer ending. Also, that it's like, uh, well. I guess our heroes are alive. <laughs> They've all failed. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're technically alive. Most of them are somehow deformed over the course of the film. Sometimes multiple times. Your vampire really struck, struck back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we take a trip in the mystery machine on our Scooby-Doo field trip. When we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Nailed it. Yeah. First take. <laughs> Not really. Kind of. High five. I no longer feel the urge to make weird puns. That's weird. And I have seen no movies ever. Yeah. I should really see Revenge of the Nerds. (laughs) 